welcome listeners to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. I almost hate to use the word educational. Charles Staley. Phil Stevens. I guess I'm kind of the, uh, the dark horse here. And Rob Fortress Fortney. But there really is no secret. Thanks for listening. Iron Radio is brought to you in part by www.bingcolorprint.com. Business cards, flyers, banners, postcards, DVD packages, and more can be found there. Welcome, IronRadio.org listeners. This is Dr. Lonnie Lowry on the road. Uh, I am a competitive bodybuilder, and I am a nutrition and exercise physiology professor. Hey, folks. Robert Fortress Fortney, former editor at Muscle Mag International, former competitive bodybuilder, and current powerlifter. And this is Phil Stevens, uh, powerlifter, Highland Games athlete, soon to be 800 plus pound deadlifter in like 11 days, um, and founder of LifterHope.org. So you are going to go for eight, huh? I'm going for 804 on my second attempt. Yep. Right on. I'm just going for it, man. There's. You know, we were talking, and I'm not there to do anything but go for eight. So why wait? I'm just going to go for it. So. Yeah. Well, that was, I, 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 I fall along with that logic. Yeah, right on. Anyways, um, like Lonnie said, he's out on the road. So if we have some sound quality issues there, it's because it's the holiday season. So And because it's Iron Radio. <laughs> it's the holiday season, and we're here anyways when other people aren't. So, um we're just going to kind of give a recap show, just talk about what this past year has been and uh, maybe things that are up and coming for, for the show, us personally, and, and all that. Right on. And, you know, I'd like to weave in a little bit of a uh, funds drive as well. We got a, a, a nice donation last week. Thank you uh, to that gentleman very much. Uh, and I think weaving it in with a review show is kind of the way to – you know, show listeners hopefully that you know we're trying to provide a service here and we're and we're giving away things essentially information for free from you know top ranked competitors and, and professors and things like that and uh, we're, we're you know we're doing it on donations yeah. uh, instead of asking for large amounts of money for information that's half as good so yeah. you know we appreciate that and I think a, a nice recap will kind of show what what we do so if there's new listeners they can say oh you know maybe I like what these guys are doing so. Phil, why don't you start off? I mean, like a, a favorite guest or someone you can think of. Gosh, uh, I mean, it's I, I love Jim Wendler, but he's he's always fun. Um, one of the real ones that sticks out to me, just because it was a bit different, was um, Brian Moss having him on, and the the photographer, and just yeah, talking oh about yeah. that side of it. That was a fun interview, um, and it was something totally different than we're used to. And, you know, yeah, really talk about the roots and stuff like that. I think, yeah, that's, that fit our nostalgia theme a little. I, I've noticed as we've looked at a lot of, you know, uh, episodes as I was looking, you, you know, we have guys like Bill Pearl or Brian Moss or, or you know, there's people, even like Mauro Di Pascali, who was a, you know, a hell of a power lifter in his day as well. And I think the young guys can learn an awful lot from these, you know, older dudes and, and learn from the history of the strength sports too, you know. It's kind yeah. of cool stuff. So I mean that was fun and yeah. No, sorry, I, I was going to say. I mean, um, although I, you know, learn more from a lot of the academic type guys that we have on the show, and gosh, I learn so much from them. I'd say from an enjoyable standpoint, I, I'm always most intrigued by personalities. Um, yeah. 
and kind of you know having the the backgrounds of bodybuilding and stuff. Certainly, like yeah, I I too found uh, Brian Moss to be awesome just because um, as Lonnie knows, like we both grew up, you know, that, that guy was always kind of part of the scene. So. And I had never spoken with the guy, yeah. uh, interestingly enough. So it was kind of interesting to to speak with him about the old uh, old days of his Better Bodies gym in Manhattan and all that kind of stuff. And um, certainly Derek Poundstone as well for me. Um, again, I like personalities and athletes because yeah. how he can get into to the psycho- psychology of you know um, how they think about what they do and that type of thing. Yeah. And I think some of the better ones we do is where we end up. Yeah, we come in and we have that topic of the day. But we end up breaking away from it a bit, and it's just some guys or gals sitting around talking shop, you know, for part of the show. And it gets interesting, yeah. you know. We, yeah, we break off topic. And the, oh, I, I was just going to say, I think even uh, one or two of the episodes where we just kind of had a topic of the day ourselves and just talked shop. Like when we, we talked about uh, setting goals for, you know, big eating and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And I remember Rob was sort of congratulating Phil and stuff about, you know, how to just powerfully eat. Until you gain weight, you know, and go yeah. no holds barred, hold a new body, higher body weight, and sometimes we come up with some okay stuff ourselves. Yeah, um, you know that one where we had uh, the listener call in too. I think we need we should do a couple more of those. That was interesting. He just called in and had his own questions, and uh, yeah, for I us, think that's a, you I know, that's, that was a fun one. Yeah, I think that's a good good way to go too. Yeah, you know, it's funny yeah, I didn't. You know, I'm sure as a lot of uh, listeners here, you know, YouTube is a huge source of entertainment for guys like us, I think, you know, with just the endless amounts of, you know, muscle building, strength building, bodybuilding videos on there. <clears throat> and something just before this show, um, I saw somebody was talking about a very well-known professional IFBB bodybuilder. And one of the comments, if people, of course, know that on YouTube, people make comments. Um, one of the comments was... Um, well, the, the, these pro bodybuilders, uh, you know, they, they, they take the whole muscle building thing to a science. They know exactly what they're doing to build muscle, so never question them. And uh, Great. Lonnie, what do you think of that? <laughs> you know, well, you know as well as I do, a lot of those comments are completely whack, but, you know, I understand what you're saying, too. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I try to fold in some of the education stuff on the show and get professors and whatnot. I mean... Pete Lemon or, you know, some of the doctoral students, newly minted PhDs that are really into weightlifting themselves, like Nick Bird or, um, well, you know, Lane Norton. Lane's made a, quite a name for himself on bodybuilding.com and, you know, with, you know, he worked in a lab that was really pioneering a lot of the leucine research. So, you know, those are sort of hot topics, not just from guys who are pure eggheads. I mean, some of those guys were, but some of them were also very serious about what they're doing. And, you know, their interest is similar to mine, actually, which is, how can I sort of use and abuse this stuff to my own gain? You know, I mean, there's got to be some motivation to study biochemistry for 15 years. So, you know, I, I think that kind of stuff is good because you're right, Rob. Those kinds of comments are, uh, boy, you know, it just shows the ignorance level. And I think that's part of the impetus for uh, a program like Iron Radio is yeah. trying to, you know, wake people up a little and say, listen, half of these guys, you know, it, they're they're either leaning on drugs too hard or they're, who knows what, you know, I don't know what, maybe they're incredibly genetically gifted or a little bit of both, or, um, I don't know, I, I don't know what what this, their story is every time, but they're sure not giving good advice. Well, here, how about this, man, the latest muscle tech ad, Phil Heath, 2010 Mr. Olympia, runner-up, 
built his physique with hardcore training, a perfect diet, and Nitro Tech Hardcore Pro Series every day. I'm sure he did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's good Without getting yeah. sued, yeah, I'm I'm sure he did. Yep. <laughs> Take so that you will. You know what? So I mean, the guy—the guy's been like destroying his his um, innards all these years with drugs when he could have just been like you know using the nit- Nitro Tech Hardcore Pro Series. Yeah. Well, there you go. So there's a little there tip go. for you guys, man. Muscle Tech has uh, made obsolete the use of drugs. What's the need for them? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Muscle Tech. Bring it on. <laughs> you know, I was in. I was Rob. I was in. Negotiations with Muscle Tech for a large sponsorship of Iron Radio, and you just ruined it. Oh man! Oh, Nitro nice. Tech. <laughs> <laughs> Rob will walk away from it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I think another interesting one, and it, it was one we've talked about for a while, and that we're going to try and start to implement in the new year. You know, we had that show where I I brought in Dave while we were at the Olympia. Um. And we're going to try and do more stuff like that when we're out at things. Um, I know I already have planned February. I'm going to be at um, – it's going to be Jim Windler's probably only time he ever comes to the West Coast and gives a talk. I'm going to go to that and do a radio spot from there. Um, and then Dan John's going to be talking in Sacramento, I think, in March. I'm going to go to that and try and do some spots and try and get a few words from them and then just hear from people that are – that are there to listen to it and see what they got to say and kind of give yeah. give people the insight of some of these little events and whatnot. Well, so. you guys know I've said this before, but I think one of the best things about podcasting is is sort of providing news, you know, yeah. blogs for that matter, is yeah. updates from something that it, that's happening right now. In yeah. fact, on the, on the nerdy side of things, I was thinking about that too. I, I'm going to go to a huge science meeting, actually two of them in the spring, and what I'll try to do is rather than just rotely have people listen to giant boring sections of it is sort of summarize the juiciest parts that we can sort of use to our own ends you know but i'll sort of do it on site and if i find someone there who's really interesting or talking about some breakthrough you know in protein or amino acids or who knows what you know whatever or some supplement or something then i can uh i'll sit down and interview them right on the spot because you know like you're saying phil just yeah. reporting reporting from that remote site is one of the coolest things you can do i think yeah. on a podcast um the other thing I think, you know, we can't be understated. Tell us what you want to hear. You know, help us out. Help us help you. If you have somebody you want to hear from, I mean, that's where a lot of our guests have come from lately. People telling me on Facebook or this and that, hey, you should get this guy on. Or, hey, why don't you talk about this? I mean, a lot of times, you know, we're racking our brains for for topics, and it's just, uh, you know, they're there, but sometimes they just don't come to mind. And it's like, oh, that's a great topic. It's 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 good when people tell us right, what, yeah. what they want to hear about. So, are you going to do anything uh, at the meet that you're going to do, and you're going to go for 800 poll, or is that is it too much to ask while you're trying to? I was going to talk to you about that and see if you wanted to. The only way I think we could do it is if I like called in after, you know, I could like call after the squat and give yeah, you five be minutes, fun, you know, and then call after the bench and give you five minutes, and then call at the end. Um, right, because you know, depending on how how ripped I end up becoming, I may compete in you know three or four shows, and I'm thinking maybe I should 
you know, I don't know, interview some of the people there or, you know, kind of yeah. get a behind the backstage, behind the scenes kind of thing, even if it's not a pro level. Yeah. I think a lot of the listeners, well, let's face it, they're not professional, and it's kind of cool just to see how competitors think on just yeah. sort of a moderate level. You know? No, I mean, I'd be willing to do it because I'm pretty good at removing myself from the atmosphere, and it's actually good to, like, get away from the meat in between in between attempts and stuff, in between each lift. Um, Absolutely. Just relax. Be, I suppose it, it can be boring. Well, and it's just, it's it's so draining. When you're even watching other people go for lifts, you're still into it. You know, and you're draining yourself because, you know, you're cheering them on this and that, and it's better to remove yourself and go sit down and relax. Because um, yeah. it's a oh, yeah, long, it's a long day. I think that's, that's not a bad idea. So, yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind. That kind of leads me to, to a train of thought I was thinking about the other day. And you know me, I like to go off on tangents here. But um, I was just thinking the other day, you know, like how people always talk about in their training how, you know, oh, you want to stay focused and, you know, you don't want to let outside distractions get to your, you know, your intensity in the workouts and so forth. And um, I find that between my, 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 my sets in the gym that um, trying to actually not think at all about what you're doing yeah. um, for, for two, three, four, five minutes, whatever it is, is actually more beneficial. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, maybe a minute or two before you go, then you refocus yeah. for, for precisely the reason that Phil just said what he did, which is the whole concept of if you, you there is, you know, if you're focusing too much, you kind of kill yourself and your head goes up your butt. And before you know it, you've kind of killed your own intensity because you've just burnt out. Yeah. Yeah, I remember a sports psych class when we were talking about there are two sort of major approaches people have. is One is to disengage, which is what you're talking about, and the other is, you know, to completely engage and be in the in the moment. And, you know, I could, I'm sure there's something to be said for both sides of that. Yeah. But, but, yeah. And, no, I agree. I mean, if you, that's what people see me in the gym, and I'll be going for a huge attempt one minute, and then minutes later I'm joking around and and doing something, you know, just messing with people, this and that. And it's it's just that. It's relaxing while I'm off, and then, you know, one or two minutes out, it's okay, it's time to focus. Right. You just yeah. can't stay – you can't stay that up all the time, or you just – you just – your energy's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I also sense, think, I think that it, well, my, my, probably more fun. Yeah. Well, you know what? I've always said that my rule of thumb is, um, you know, in those few minutes where I have, you know – time to just talk about whatever my only rule is for anybody who wants to talk about something it's got to be manly <laughs> i i don't want to talk about you know uh how you planted your garden or something like that yeah but if you want to talk right. about the latest uh sylvester stallone movie or you want to talk about uh you were driving to the gym you, you saw go. some car hit a pole or something that anything like that that's all that's all uh good stuff yeah no, and I mean, I'm sure it's the same in bodybuilding. Um, you know, I had a client where I had to, that I'd take to meets, and I had to start just having him lift, and then I'd go make him go to his car and nap because he was just too up the whole time, and he was wore out by the end of the day. And, I mean, don't worry. When they, when they call your name and it's your turn, you're going to be up for it. <laughs> you know? And oh, I'm sure yeah. it's the same in bodybuilding. When they call, okay, Lonnie, you're up next, it's not like you're going to fall asleep. You know, yeah, you're going to be although, jacked. I will say, though, that when I said powder thing, it could be a little bit more fun in that is, unfortunately, with bodybuilding, there's more sort of primping yeah. in between. But I know what you're saying, too. It's it's better to let go of that instead of saying, oh, touch up that last little spot of diodermal on my butt. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, from coming from a place of having competing in both sports, um, certainly the whole concept of you know the, the weeder principle, you know, quality training as far as you know doing sets rapidly with minimal rest between them. I mean, yeah, that that precludes the whole idea of you know taking two, three, four minutes to just chat with your buddy about something. Um, but you know, I mean, even still. Yeah, I mean, to just, like, finish a set of bicep curls and, you know, you've got 90 seconds and just sit there, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror, grunting heavily until you have to do it again. I, I just, you yeah. know, there's, it, it just gets kind of stupid after a while, yeah. you know, and you just kind of loosen up a little bit, you know, and uh, have, like, I mean, I always say to people, you, you're never going to maintain your consistency with something if you're not enjoying it, really, yeah. Yeah. really. So, I mean, if you don't like it, you're not going to keep doing it. The people like us, I mean, we're all lifers here, the three of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably embarrassingly so, but I mean, um, you know, the, the reason why I think, you know, we've stuck with it is because we do genuinely love it. You know what yeah. I mean? And um, so you have to have fun with it. I mean, if you're not having fun with it, you're taking it so damn seriously that, you know, it, it, it you just burn yourself out, you know? Yeah. Go and have fun. If it's not fun, why do it? Yeah. I think that's part of the reason I think it would be cool to do some reporting straight from some, you know, state-level shows or regional-level kinds of meets and stuff like that, you know. Oh, yeah. This sort of sort of show listeners, you know, this is what it's like. I mean, because many of them do compete, but maybe a lot of them um, don't yet, and, you know, they're intrigued by it, and maybe we're that little bit of support or push to say, hey, I'm just going to freaking try this. Yeah. You know, because I've, I've heard this, I've heard live stuff from Iron Radio, and maybe I'm going to give this a try. Yeah. So I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think it is, too. Um, well, I, oh, I was just going to add quickly that some of the stuff, I just wanted to recap of some of the science-y stuff yeah. uh, since I'm thinking about it, but I think one of the coolest things we talked about, actually two things really jump in my mind, maybe three. One is, you know, Lane Norton talking about leucine and how he uses it, sort of, you know, especially when he's leaning out, how he'll lo- use just two or three grams of leucine between meals, and then there's that sort of lag in protein synthesis, then he floods his body with building blocks at, the, at a meal, you know, 90 minutes later or something like that. That kind of stuff is really valuable information, I think, whether you're in power or bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, and then Nick Bird, of course, was talking about the optimal number of sets and reps to stimulate protein synthesis, and that actually changed the way I trained a little bit, where he was actually saying that 23 rep sets was like 30% of your max, that there's a time for that here and there, because you do get big-time protein synthesis out of that. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying do that all the time, but, you know, that's some pretty cool stuff, where that three sets sort of maximizes protein synthesis in a muscle, or mm-hmm. well, when Pete Lemon was talking about vibration training, you know, his lab's real big into that, yeah. and that's extremely cool for sort of igniting, you know, nervous neuromuscular activity and stuff like that so yeah uh, there's some cool stuff that people can take from from the the educational side of the shows too and i'll tell you one of the guys who i want to have on the show this year and he's already agreed to do it is rob roberg who's a famous lactate researcher uh, not lactic acid don't say lactic acid people that's like saying Voldemort. you know it's, it's bad bad things will happen just don't say lactic acid but uh, so he's a real good guy about busting the whole lactic acid myth and all that kind of stuff and Really interesting guy from Australia. So nice. anyway, I'm trying to think if, if anybody out there is. I know we have some doctoral students that have emailed me before and grad students and stuff. And if, if you have a scientist you want us to talk to, send an email. You know, go, yeah. go to uh, ironradio.org and send me an email, and I will, you know, aggressively approach the guy and see if we can get him on. 
Yeah, yeah I've got a couple of requests for some guys to come on, so and uh, I'm in the process of uh, you know trying to line them up too. So yeah, that's a great idea as well. I mean, if people have something that they you know think would be of interest, uh, you know, to a broad spectrum of people that you know would mm-hmm. be interested in this kind of stuff, to send us your uh, ideas for sure. Yeah. Right. Well, like you said, there's such confusion on stuff when you read comments on YouTube and stuff. I mean, so that's why I thought maybe I'll have the the lac- lactic acid guy you know, on, you know, to kind of debunk those myths because you hear everything about lac- lactic acid from muscle soreness to being responsible for the burning sensation in muscle and all that stuff. Yeah. And this guy's a biochemist who's just going to really straighten that shit up, yeah. you know. And uh, and I think there's more than that too. I think there's some other cool things we can think about too. But hey, I just thought of yeah. I. I just thought of a cool uh, tagline for Iron Radio. Iron okay. Radio. Iron Radio. Straightening that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That, I originally that, had... that was the original tagline for Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. Iron Radio, the Viagra of the airwave. <laughs> you know, people, what do you mean? What do you mean? We straighten that shit out. <laughs> oh man! Oh boy! Here, this isn't good. <laughs> yeah, this is good stuff. Um, oh god. Um, hey, maybe, anyway, you know, I don't know. You guys want to touch on? I don't know what's coming up in the new year for for each of us. Maybe professionally and athletically, I guess. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Right. Well, what about you, Fortress? Are you just sort of doing mass training in the spring, or, or what are you doing in the next six months or 12 months? Are you going to do any meets or anything? Yeah, you know, I, I, as, as I, I said uh, in an episode several episodes ago, I had planned to do one, and then I found out they're, they're kind of slim pickings up here where I am in Canada. And uh, the one that I had chosen, I got told several weeks before, was all full up, and they weren't taking any more people. And then the next one I tried to do, they canceled on me. <laughs> so, so I God. am trying to do this. Um, so I'm thinking I'd like to certainly like to do something in fall, I, fall, spring, um, or early summer. And if I can't find anything, I'm just thinking I'm going to do what I did before and just go down to Ohio again. Because it's, 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 you know, sometimes I think you guys down there take for granted how many of these things are available. Yeah. Well, you know, Rob, not as much as I used to because living where I do now in Minnesota, it's pretty well, yes. and there too. And I mean, well, yeah. I'm going to be driving 12 hours in every direction just to do a couple of shows in the spring. Yeah. You know, so. But, but you know, and I, I've said this before, that this is in no way saying that the other way is, you know, um, a, a goofier vanity or anything. But, you know, as you guys know, I've, I've never really been drawn to competition necessarily. Um, you know, my, my whole pursuit of this is so internal that, you know, it, it's almost a formality to me to go into a to competition or a meet to do this stuff. And again, that's not saying I won't because I will. And that's not saying that I certainly, you know, um, begrudge the people who like to do several meets a year or competitions a year. But for me, it's almost like um, I don't need somebody to tell me what I've done. I don't need somebody to really acknowledge what I've done. Um you know, beyond just the, my close circle of friends like you guys and stuff, you know? Like, I get just off I get off as much out of emailing you guys and saying, yeah. hey, check out what I did in the gym on, you know, Wednesday, as I do from, you know, having some sort of, like, trophy or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing this long enough to know, and Lonnie, you know as well as I do that, you know, I'm my, my own worst harsh critic when it comes to lifts and all that kind of stuff. I will not 
give myself a lift or repetition even unless it is you know within a certain framework so you know no, I, I i understand if, if i ever hear rob say you know i squatted 700 in the gym i know that that is a guarantee you know that people aren't going to be well he didn't go that deep or this or that because you'd be the first one to say nope almost got it no, I, absolutely, and that's that's um, yeah. again, that's just for because I I won't fool myself about these types of things. Like, I mean, if I say I'm going to do a set of ten with this weight with something, and I think that rep seven sucked, I'll just go, you know, rep seven, nope, rep seven, rep eight. You know what I mean? Like, I'll actually repeat it. So, um, yeah. you know, and again, that's that's. I mean, I I just don't like the whole. I I remember I can't remember who said it. Something about a bodybuilder once said something to the effect of. Lying on your weights is like lying on your mama. <laughs> now, the, the point yeah. being is, yeah, like, I mean, you, you, you just don't lie about stuff like that. Yeah. I, mean, I, yeah. I know so many people do lie and exaggerate, and the, or, or, and, or, out of just sheer ignorance, they don't know the difference between what would be legit and what would not be yeah. legit. Um, right. But I've always taken that to heart, and I remember yeah. reading that quote many, many, many years ago. And uh, it always just really stuck stuck with me, you know. Lying on your weights is like lying on your mama. You know, if you tell somebody you lifted something, goddamn, make sure that you did. You know, yeah, right? Uh, because well, I always look at you're that only like... lying. To, ultimately, you're only lying to yourself, right? I mean, you keep, if you say I squat five hundred pounds and you really didn't, you're only really lying to yourself. Well, and who wants to get caught with their britches down? You know what I mean? I, I want if somebody ever says, "All right, Lonnie, let's see that you know four hundred five for a fourteen. Okay, come to the gym. You know, yeah. so. And, and that's not what I'm doing right now, by the way. <laughs> but you get the idea. Yeah, well, of course. I'm, yeah, sort yeah. Of, I'm sort of between you and Phil. Is that I like the idea that Phil competes a lot. Uh, and I'm the kind of person where I literally compete about once every five years. Yeah. You know, because I feel like it takes that much time to, like Arnold would say, slap on that clay. You know, put those deltoids on or, or whatever. I, I can't do that in, in six weeks' time or something. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, I know. That's probably too long of a stretch in between, but... It makes it sort of a, a deeper experience, in, in a sense, for me. But yeah, I mean, um, there is a difference because there is so much more to consider when you're doing bodybuilding competition. And again, that doesn't make one greater or lesser or harder or lesser than that. But there is more. Um, there is. I've done both, and I'll tell you, man, it is a hell of a lot more complex in, in trying to schedule everything and put everything together in bodybuilding than it is in powerlifting. Um, well, yeah. just because they're there's things like body water and mineral balance and stuff like that. And in powerlifting, you know, like Phil was saying the other week, I think Matt or somebody was saying, you just kind of eat. You know, one of the big differences between yeah. the two sports is in one you just eat, and in the other one you're eating very prescriptively, you know, and, and measured uh, and stuff like that. But well, at I least mean, that's the way it Even just the whole, all the, I mean, one of the reasons I actually gave up bodybuilding competition is because I found that, like I was saying before, but you got to love it or you won't keep, keep doing it. Um, my whole thing with bodybuilding was I always just loved a the experience of tra- the training, and b staying on stage and flexing like that like, and all the little things in between you know the little nuances of you know tanning and you know like you say like getting your uh, you know posing trunks together and coming up with a routine and practicing that and like you're saying weighing all the food and this and that and everything I mean all that kind of stuff I found out was just the stuff that I, I, I had really no use for at all so it was one of those things where it was like you know like the Jeff Beck album go for what you know you yeah. know uh, and it was just like you know what I know and what I love like I mean I remember Tom Platt's you know once saying um, 
when he because he always considered himself you know like a power body. He, he always one of his best quotes was, "I always considered myself a powerlifter pretending to be a bodybuilder." Um, and when I compete, um, all I'm trying to express when I'm uh, on stage posing is I'm trying to with my poser routine and all that kind of stuff. And this, you know, this, all I'm trying to do is portray to the 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 audience. Um, my experiences in the past year in the gym, because the gym to me is where it's at. Um, of course, I'm kind of paraphrasing there, but I mean that was a very famous quote by Tom Platts, you know. And I, I always felt the same kind of way. Like it's like, you know, bodybuilding to me is something where it should be the person, the competitor, portraying to the audience what it is he's experienced in his training to arrive at that point. Because um, yeah. to me, the training, you know, whether you're talking powerlifting or you're talking bodybuilding or whatever sport you're talking about, to me, the heart and soul of it is in the training. It's not in the competition. It's in the training. That's where the heart and soul of it is. Right. I could see yeah. both sides of that. You yeah. know, I, I appreciate some some of both sides of that. And speaking of which, listeners, Rob knows over his years as editor at you know different publications, mostly. Uh, Muscle Mag International, but other places too, knows an awful lot of competitors, and I'd love to have Rob you just you know get Tom Platts on or something because there's a quality guy that that listeners really need to hear from, you know. Yeah, we should. I'll, I'm 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 in the process of trying to get a couple of these guys. Um, bodybuilders can be a strange breed, but <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Tom's one of those quality guys who. You know, at the very least, he'd be professional enough to, to give you a date, even if it's not as immediate as you like or something, you know. Right, right. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I want to make the point here, but, but I'm not, you, and you guys know I'm not putting down competition at all, at all. I think competition is wonderful. I'm just saying I think the best competitors are the guys who, again, realize that the real meat and potatoes is in the training, you know. Like, 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 you know, like Phil says all the time, and it's such a wonderful thing to say, you know, it's like punching the clock, right? I mean, the, the love of what you're doing is found within the parameters of punching the clock. Yeah. Well, know? and I also think the best competitors out there at competitions are going in to beat themselves. You know, when I go right, in there, right. I'm going in there to better my, my old lifts under a judged competition. Sure. You know? Absolutely, yeah. And you know, and, and that's that's such a healthy way of looking at things too. You know, like it, you're, you're the classic competitor of, you know, somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, who's it? You know, who are you competing against?" And you, and I know you'd be like, "I don't even know." Yeah. Because it doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah. You know, it's like who cares who's there? I mean, if you happen to beat somebody, okay, cool, wonderful, yeah. thank you very much. <laughs> but you know, but other than that, I mean, you know, I mean, okay, you got ten guys in your class. You know, I mean, you're you're cheering on all those ten guys. Yeah, exactly. You know, hoping that they're going to do their best because it, it's the importance for you is not, oh, I want to beat that guy because it, it, that really doesn't mean anything to you. It's like, listen, I came here with a plan, you know, to, to, to hopefully lift this much and if I do that, then I won. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, right. it does, you know, the trophy and all that kind of thing is irrelevant. I mean, you came in there with a plan for yourself, and if you hit those things and you do it within the kind of the, the framework of the technique and the performance that you wanted, then you're a champion, man. You've yeah. won, you know, and it's irrelevant right. what everybody else is doing. Actually, Rob, that's something we talked about earlier in the year about how, you know, we'll just have trophies in our garage or, or the West Side guys actually smash their trophies after an event or something because that's, yeah, that's just, to me, to, those are tokens of of an event or a time where I was able to reach some kind of personal record. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. But as far as and, and comparisons are necessary, uh, especially in bodybuilding, I guess. But at the same time, it's just like it's just like getting a new PR with a squat or something. It's but instead, it's maybe a new PR with you know rock bottom lower body fat or having striations up up your quads or your glutes or something for the first time or you know what I mean? There's there's a Absolutely. lot of uh, similarities there, and that's kind of what I'm after. Yeah. Uh, right now, too. Not only that, but to say, you know, listen, I'm 42 now, and you know, uh, masters competitions are sort of a new thing. So, I'm gonna, you know, go kick some ass on that level. So, yeah. there's hey, always hey, something, yeah, something new. And in, in the bodybuilding realm, I mean, it's like I always say to people, like, you know, if you, in bodybuilding, if you're always chasing somebody else's physique, man, you're just chasing your tail. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, because it's like, it's like like you say, Lonnie. I mean. All you can do is try and show up, you know, how you envision yourself in your head. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're trying to chase, you know, some other guy that's going to be in your class that you saw a photo from last year, I mean, that's just such a losing proposition, man, because you can never be somebody else. You can only be yourself, you know, and you can only be, um, you know, it's the best version of yourself you can be, you know. Um, right, accepting your strengths and weaknesses. I and mean, we even talked on experiments versus experience before about how you don't really change the shape of a muscle. You could change the appearance of an arm or something because of accessory muscles. And But you know what I mean? There's genetics at work there. So you've got to be, you know, as awesome as you can be. Like, And you know what? And something else, too, along these same lines is we all draw lines in the sand. I think this would be a good thing for sort of novice listeners to, to listen to but, but that are considering competing. But we all draw lines in the sand with what we're willing to do, you know, whether it's, you know, open competitions and what kind of supplements or drugs each person would, would, you know, actually try to use or whether it's gear and not meaning chemical gear, but, you know, support equipment. You know, I remember I was just listening to that episode with Mauro Pascal and he's like, yeah, back in the day we used belts and, and knee wraps and that was kind of it, you know. So everybody has certain lines that they draw in the sand, what they're willing to do or not willing to do. And, and I think that's the kind of stuff that's important too. And that's why you can't compare yourself too much to other people as well. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, like, from a bodybuilding perspective, there's nothing stopping somebody from entering one of the shows that I'm going to compete in and be five foot two, two 220 pounds shredded to the bone using all kinds of stuff. And yeah. I can't do that. I simply can't do that. You know, so yeah. I'm not going to worry about that yeah. at, at all. You know. So well, you know, did, did, yeah. This, this reminds me of uh, one of the quotes from one of the Dirty Harry movies when when. Um, Clint Eastwood's character, Dirty Harry, is talking to some guy, and and he, the, the famous quote is, "A man's got to know his limitations." And I think it's you know you need to know your limitations, both self-imposed and not, you know, to be a complete to have complete mastery of yourself, you know. Um, and I think that 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 applies to anywhere in life, right? You, I think a person should always kind of think to himself, you know, what are my parameters, what are my lines, what what am I not willing to do in anything, you know, how far am I willing to go, because, I mean, only then can you really, you know, be masterful of, of yourself. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, this brings up a topic, I mean, I just wrote an article, and it was two weeks ago, and it's, like, got the most hits out of one of my articles in a long time, and it was on that exact same thing, and it's just talking about the differences, and we all create our own our own parameters, like Lonnie says. And in the end, you know, all that matters is that if you're chasing those parameters and, and, and pushing yourself under your own, you know, will as hard as you can. And uh, I mean, 
Sure, you're going to have different outcomes because everybody has different parameters, but, I mean, you, in a sense, you're all equal. As long as you're just given the same passion, the same drive under your set of circumstances. Of course. <clears throat> I mean, I you know when you're – everybody knows when they're committed to something and when they're really not. Yeah. And everybody, know, and everybody knows whether they're willing to admit it themselves or not, those times when you dogged it and those times when you really didn't. Yeah. You know, you, you didn't have anything else, and you, you really did give it your all. Yeah. Um, and I think true strength comes in the, in the individual that's willing to not only acknowledge it at some level mentally, but actually consciously, you know, speak it to themselves, yeah. you know, and be, and be cognizant of those types of things. You know, like even like kind of like Lonnie always talks about um, leaving the gym, you know, and, and rating your workout on a scale of one to five or one to ten or whatever it was, Lonnie. But, um, you know, that mental that mental acuity of, you know. Being able to, to, to criticize yourself and be able to, to, to own up to what you did and, and learn from it, you know, or, 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 you know, let that add to your experiences that, that just makes you a better athlete or a better person or better whatever. Yeah. I think bringing this back a little bit, you know, to the, uh, the episode, uh, nostalgia for 2010, you're actually, Rob, the way you're talking makes me think a little bit about, uh, Bill Pearl. I mean, now there's another episode guys could learn an awful lot from. Uh, here's a guy who, talk about the clock. He, tra- he trains in his barn. Oh, yeah. He's done it for 40 years. You know? More. I mean, this guy is 80, 81 years old now. I mean, this guy's been training for 60 plus years. Yeah, well, 40 even since he competed, probably, yeah. Right, 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 right. And you know what? I, I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast, but in the exercise physiology books, uh, that I use when I teach. One of the chapters has a section on basically how uh, physical performance can be better at 60 than than a, t- a sedentary 20-something, you know, year old. So you're actually better at 60 than you're in your 20s. And the example they use, the exemplar is this pearl. They show a picture of them at 25 and a picture of them at 60. Really? And, and yeah, and I'm like, oh, it's Bill Pearl. And, you know, the students, they, these kids have no idea who this is. And I'm like, oh, I talked to Bill, you know. <laughs> Rob even knows Bill yeah. a little bit, so you know that's that's good stuff. So there he is as an example of nice. what punching the clock will do. So. Yeah. Uh, hey there, let me Phil. make a, a yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna make I'm just gonna make another a plug too. Uh, again, this we're doing our year end funds drive, and we this might even spill over into the new year funds drive a little. But uh, if you like what we do on Iron Radio, listeners. Uh, any level of donation really helps. We've had donations from $5 all the way up to $300 in the last two years, uh, and that's really important just to pay for uh, the website or even just, you know, the phone calls as we reach out to a lot of these different guests. Uh, so any kind of donation you can do, you just go to www.ironradio.org, uh, and you hit the Donate button, and you know, give whatever you can. Again, it's a lot like public radio. We're trying not to do the annoying funds drives constantly like those guys do, but I don't know. Just don't think there's many other podcasts. And again, prove us wrong, but I don't think there are many other podcasts on iTunes, for example, where you can go see collections of professors and competitors who are pulling and squatting seven, eight hundred pounds in this, you know. Kind of sweet mix of brains and brawn. I just yeah. don't think you're gonna and experience and education. And so, every donation gets a free glossy eight by ten of Lonnie. Ooh. Uh, no. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, thought, I thought we were gonna. I thought we were gonna use Phil in that flesh-toned butt singlet thing. Oh yeah. 
I'll send. You know, what I'll do is I'll send every donation. They'll get a little Ziploc bag of my beard trimmings. Oh. That stuff is gold. Iron radio setting shit straight. (laughs) (laughs) People be selling it on eBay. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, boy. No, I mean... I don't even know how long we've been on here, but... We've been Uh, on, like, uh, almost an hour or so. About 40 minutes taping. Um, Okay. Oh, I had something come to mind. I don't remember. Oh, we were trying to just talk about what, what everybody has coming in the new year. Um, so you have a couple competitions then, Lonnie, potentially? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, there's a couple of national qualifiers, and then there's some warm-up type things. And this would be actually the first time that I've that I've done, like, a whole circuit, you know, gotcha. like five, four or five events. And a lot of it's going to depend on, frankly, how much money I have to drive all over the place and how much time. Because like we were talking about, there's so much primping that goes on in bodybuilding compared to maybe other strength sports that, yeah. you know, not only is it expensive, but it's really hard to do this kind of stuff while, when you got a full-time job during the day. Yeah. I mean, I, like Rob was saying, how there's, there's quite a number of bodybuilders you'll talk to that I think on average they're flakier than the powerlifting crowd. I hate to say that, but I think in a lot of ways it's true. And a lot of those guys, I'm not sure they really have day jobs, you know. And it's actually hard to pull off and orchestrate a competition every other week for like six or eight weeks in a row. But, yeah. but anyway, I'm, I'm actually hoping I can do some NPC events like the uh, Upper Midwest. Uh, and also, some. Uh, I'd even like to do a NABA event. I've never done that before. And I'm hoping these, these uh, organizations don't try to pinch me out from each other. Like yeah. I've heard, I heard I was at Pep's Gym, uh, Bodybuilder's Gym there in Akron, Ohio. Uh, over break, and Pep's wife was telling me that no, you can be a member of the NPC and NABA at the same time. So I'm like, well, okay. So hopefully that that'll pan out, and I don't have any issues with that. But I actually think, even though it's a smaller show than something like the Mister Midwest or Upper Midwest or whatever, I, I think I'm, I'm going to try to actually peak for that NABA show, which is just it's a, just a, a a little show. It's the Mister Canton, Ohio, but. Uh, it's sort of the home gym, and it's you know a lot, all the guys that I've known for years punching the clock there, and so that's an event I'd really like to do well in. So yeah. anyway, yeah, nice. there'll be a, there'll be a couple. And you know what? Here's something else we should do now that now that you jog my memory. Maybe we should put some uh, some of the pictures that we've been sort of sending around. Uh, listeners don't realize it, but we we send pictures around every once in a while, just training pictures or you know even a video pulling a you know, a good weight or something like that. Yeah. So that kind of stuff's kind of cool. And maybe we'll create a, I don't know, some kind of photo gallery page yeah. or something. That'd be kind of cool and it'd be easy to do. Yeah, that'd be easy to do. So. Just don't send the one Rob sends me. He, he sends me, whew, it's bad. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now me then, personally, I got the meat in 11 days. Um, I'll go for 804 pounds. Um and I should get my elite ranking on my opening deadlift, so that'll be fun. Um, after that, it's it's Highland Games is what I'm going for. I tell everybody this is going to be like my, my my retirement from powerlifting due to my hip. Um, but I know if I go in there and hit like 770, I'm going to want 800. So, um, but you know, then that's another reason why I'm just going straight for eight after my whatever my opener is. It'll be in between seven and 725. And then yeah. I'm, I'm finally really considering I'm going to start talking to doctors. Um, 
and probably see about getting the hip replaced. So, and go from there. Oh, wow. Because uh, there's really not much you can, uh, there's not much they can do with no cartilage. You know, not much, you know, they can't just slap some plastic in there or something. So it's, you know, I'll start exploring those options and, and go from there and competing in Highland Games, which has me running off the one leg. And then I got some neat website stuff coming up and, and deal like that I don't want to go into yet because it, like, started this morning, um, the plans. Oh, wow. But, so. All right. But, so is that a wrap? Yeah, I think so. All right. That's a good folks. conversation, guys. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We should do more stuff like this. Yeah. Well, tomorrow's, uh, well, I mean, we're, we're recording this on uh, the day before New Year's Eve, so... To all our listeners out there, uh, you know, thanks for uh, listening to us in 2010. And uh, as usual, we hope you have a good 2011 and uh, get all those uh, PRs you wanted and, you know, that extra inch on your biceps and uh, good health all around, man. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Happy, happy new year. And, uh, it's been, it's been a great 2010. And, um, I have no doubt that we'll make 2011. We'll, we'll put on a better show than ever. So, I mean, it's got, it's well, and, you know, I wanted to thank everybody, too, for our growth. Um, we have we doubled our 2009 bandwidth numbers and web hit numbers by June of 2010, and we have blown those away. Now, we're not a real big kind of production by professional standards, but we have about 6,500 episodes downloaded a month. That's about what we get. And you know what? As a teacher, I teach 30 kids at a time. Yeah. That's 6,500 yeah. You know, and so I feel like, you know, that kind of growth is, is because listeners spread the word. We sure don't advertise yeah. to any extent or anything like that. So thank well, you. Well, that's not so even counting. That. That's not counting because we can't. We can't track iTunes and, and Podcast Alley stuff, can we? Uh, well, the, the bandwidth uh, will come from the server. So in, unless someone downloads it and then spreads it around okay. on their own, gotcha. uh, I should be able to do the bandwidth. But, yeah, and you're right. Uh, if people ever check out, like, a the number of hits on the site, they're not going to be that great because guess yeah. what? It's an audio site. People come there to listen, not to yeah. click and look. Yeah. So, so that's kind of nice. irrelevant. But anyway, thank you everybody for that. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. Rockin' 2011. Right, yeah, right Thanks a lot. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like Iron Radio, if you like what we do, uh, the education, interviewing uh industry personalities or many of the pro bodybuilders or coaches that we've had in the past, uh, please just click on the donate button at www.ironradio.org and make a donation. We've had some great donations from people that have kept us going. Thank you so much. Uh, so please visit uh, the website, click on the donation button, or if you like, uh, and it's a similar situation, buy some Iron Radio cool stuff. We've got t-shirts and mugs and things like that, and those things help support the site and keep us on the air. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.